Turn your Bible to Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 5. Once we read this verse, I want you to flip your Bible to Exodus. Okay, and we're going to talk through some verses in Exodus. Okay, 29, verse 5, it says, And I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you, and your sandals have not worn out on your feet. Tonight, I want to talk to you guys about desert mindset. And you know, God spoke to us beginning of this year or or end of last year that this year, God promised me, he gave me a personal promise that this year, 2012, is the year of destiny for our sons and daughters. That every son and every daughter of this house will find themselves in the center of the destiny. And they'll be walking it out this year. God said the old level, old dispensation is over. We're in a new season. A new dispensation with new mindset, with new laws. And I realized, as we, as Benjamin and I have been interceding for you. And, and a lot of you have already entered into your destiny. And I see it. And you see. You see it. But there's some still. A lot still. Are not able to fully enter in. And I'm like, Lord, what is going on? I'm praying and praying and praying. God says, I've, I've taken living hope. I've taken you into the promised land. But the problem is your sons and daughters are living with the desert mindset. They, they are living with the mindset of wilderness when they are already in the promised land. So tonight, God wants to shift your mindset. God wants to uh, just get rid of the desert mindset. Hmm? Your, your hearts cannot burn if your mind is living in the desert. You have to be in this new dispensation. You have to be living in your destiny in order for you, your hearts to burn for Jesus. Amen? You know that saying? Say, I'm married to black man, so I could say this. I'm half black by marriage. (laughs) You can get the woman out of the ghetto, but you cannot get the ghetto. The ghetto out of the woman. You heard that before? And I think I probably told you this story, you know, I don't know, a few years ago. I was visiting Benjamin's parents' home. And as I entered in, you know, I had to quiet because I heard my mother-in-law praying for somebody on the phone. Yes, in the name of Jesus. And she's like praying, God, and she's declaring by authority and power. And like, and then it scared me all of a sudden as in the middle of her praying yes god bless my sister and she looks out her uh, balcony and says you get out of my house and she went ghetto on this stray cat (laughs) you get out right she's like you get out and then she goes and jesus bless my sister I was like, whoa, whoa. See, if you see 
or my mommy. I call her mommy. She's this anointed woman of God. I mean, demons, like they shriek out of people. You know what I mean? She goes into prison. She's this mighty, I mean, people get healed through her. This is mighty, mighty, mighty woman of God. And God took her out of the inner city. God took her out of the ghetto. Like how many years ago? 30 years ago, right? But man, there are times she says, Sonny, I had to repent before God. Why, mom? Why? I was, and she named the store. I was in there and, and they weren't treating me well. And just my us just came out. <laughs> and she said, I had to go back to the store and apologize. Even though, it, you know, it, they didn't do me right. I still had to go back and apologize, right? A lot of times, God takes you out of the desert. But the desert mindset still lives in you. You know what we're trying to do tonight? We're trying to get the desert out of you. All things are possible in God. Amen? So in order for us to get, break that desert mindset off of you, you got to understand what it is. Hmm? If I said get rid of, Dot, 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 but you don't know what that is. You don't know. You can't get rid of it, right? So let's talk about characteristics of the desert mindset. Okay? Number one, you know, when you're in the desert, it feels like a bondage because you don't want to be there. But the reality is when you are in the desert, it's not a bondage. Egypt was bondage. Hmm? So when you are in the desert, You are not bound. Nobody has power over you. Nobody is making you make bricks. Hmm? But in the desert mindset, they think they are still bound. Oh, Satan came. Satan attacked my finances. Demons came and attacked my marriage. Oh, we're talking this this bondage language. Hmm? And not only that, when you live with the desert mindset, you look back and you, you feel like bondage is looking a lot better than this desert experience. That's why they say, we want to go back to Egypt. Let us go back to Egypt. Let's, let's, let's find another leader that would take us back to Egypt, the Israelites pray. Another one, uh, second thing about desert, about wilderness experience is that it's temporary. Okay? But necessary. It is a path to a promised land. It's temporary. It's necessary, but it's temporary. But the people of God, we make a permanent living. We live there. We make permanent home in the desert. Hmm? The desert mindset will keep you from the promised land that has already given to you. Hmm? This mindset is someday. You live with someday. Someday I will have enough money. Someday, someday my relationships will be restored. Someday, someday you live with the someday mindset. If you have that, you have a desert mindset. Hmm? Someday, 
Someday I'll have a better job. Someday I'll find somebody who loves me. Someday people will respect me. Someday, one day, and you look way, way in the future. And the enemy made, made, made you think that way, but then you never get out of where you are. You never get out of that desert. And you die thinking someday. Hmm? Desert mindset. We make a permanent home in the desert when it's supposed to be only temporary. Everybody say temporary. I was talking to somebody earlier and this person said, you know, I was talking to my pastor and like, I tried so hard to, to find something that was wrong with me. And I was like, I was searching and I was searching and, and, and I thought of one thing and I shared and I thought, you know, it's okay to be victorious. You don't always have to share with people how bad this is or, is or how, how struggling, uh, how much you're struggling. No, it's okay to be healthy. It's okay to be victorious. Hmm? We work so hard. We work so hard. Hmm? One thing, another characteristic is that desert experience always starts with a promise. I want you to look at Exodus chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. Can we get it up there? Exodus chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. Okay? Okay. Maybe I got a wrong chapter. That's not it. I'll read it for you. Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people. I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptian, and I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. Always, God gives you a promise. I'm going I'm to deliver you, and I'm going to give you a land that you're going to possess. You receive the promise, and you expect, you expect right away to be delivered, and ta-da! Somehow you wake up, and you're... You, <laughs> You're in your promised land. But what did Israelites experience? As soon as they received this promise, hmm, they went through opposition after opposition after opposite. But God, I thought you were going to deliver us. And every time, you know, Moses goes to Pharaoh, he says, no, you can't go. No, opposition after opposition. God, this doesn't feel like freedom. It feels like more bondage. It feels opposite. And then finally, you, you get delivered and you come out of Egypt and then there's a Red Sea. And then you look behind, God, this is not a promised land. Hmm? We always experience the opposite. Doesn't it seem like that? Huh? It all, but you know what? Desert, you know what the desert mindset does during those times? They question God's promises. Did God really say it? Or if so, God, you lied. The desert mindset always grumbles. They for, we forget about God's promises and we grumble. And we say, God, did you bring us out to kill us? Did you bring us out to starve? 
God, did you give me a new job so that I can be beaten down by this new boss? God, I, did you? Right? We question. We question God. Hmm? In the desert, another thing that you experience in the, de- in the desert is a supernatural guidance. Everybody say supernatural. In the desert, a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire guided them. Look at Exodus 13, 21 through 22. Okay? It says, By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night, in a pillar of fire to give them light, so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. I mean, wouldn't it be amazing? Like, you were somewhere, and you were lost, and then all of a sudden, this pillar of fire appears to you, and God says, follow me, and you follow the light. How amazing would that be? Wouldn't you come back and just be like, you don't understand what happened? I mean, is it just me, or is that pretty amazing? Do you see it in the Bible anywhere where Israelites are excited about this? Do you? This is pretty amazing. Oh, my gosh. When I read about uh, Brother Yun and his wife was lost in, in, the, in the forest, and then the supernatural light came, and the voice said, follow the light, and she followed the light, and she found the place. That, oh, my God, that's pretty amazing. But when you have a desert mindset, you're not thankful. There's no thankfulness. Hmm? And you don't see the progress. You are complaining about what is not right. And you can't see how far God brought you. Think about it. Israelites, just a few days ago, they were making bricks. And they were getting beaten by their slave master. Just a few days ago. But they... Are complaining. You brought us out here to kill us, they say. Hmm? You're too depressed. You're too busy feeling depressed about not having a job, just like Benjamin said earlier last week, that you cannot see the supernatural provision of God that kept you thus far. God, when are you going to give me a job? God, when are you going to do this? God, when are you going to when are you going to come through? And you're so busy complaining and depressed about what you're going through that you cannot see the power of God, the hand of God that kept you thus far. Yeah. Hmm? When you see the in in the desert, in the desert mindset, there's a cycle. Cycle of you go through struggles and hardships. Trials come. When the trials come, you complain, oh God, why me? You complain, you murmur, and you, 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 you grumble against the leaders, and you grumble against life, and woe is me. And then God comes through supernaturally, uh, pro- provides uh, what to eat, you know, brings deliverance. And then you're thankful for a moment. But then another trial comes. Oh, you complain. Woe is me. Hmm? Look at this. Exodus 14.10. Exodus 14.10. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were the Egyptians marching after them. 
They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. You see the desert mindset? When you have a desert mindset, you freak out every time a trial comes your way. You cannot remember how God made a distinction between the Egyptians and Israelites through ten plagues. You can't you can't see you can't see any of God's progress in your life. All you can do with the desert mindset is you, you complain and you blame. Everybody say complain and blame. Complain and blame. That's the desert mindset. You complain to God, you blame God. Hmm? You complain to others and you blame others. And what happens? Moses tells them, don't be afraid. You're going to see the deliverance of God. And what, you know, what does God do? He, he, he divides the Red Sea and allows them to walk through the, the, the dry ground. And at the same time, what happens? Drowns the Egyptian behind them. That's pretty amazing, wouldn't you say? That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. And you know, one thing I heard when I was in Thailand was that uh, one of the missionary did, we did a preaching practicum, and she chose that first. And she said, it said that, that, that when they stood in front of the Red Sea, God sent the wind, east wind, to, to divide. And she said, if you le- study the geography, that means... The, the wind came from opposite of them. You know, when we think about Red Sea parting, we feel, we see like people and then it parts and they walk through and it's parting and they walk through. According to that, that scripture, it says actually it parted from the other side. That means even before you saw the, the, the work of God, the mighty hand of God making a way, you couldn't see it, but then it was already happening. You can't see when you have a desert mindset. You can't see that God is working behind the scene on your behalf. All you can see is, I'm stuck here, God. There's red, red sea and people are, the, the, the enemies are behind God. I took, I, I took a step by faith, God. But I, it's been so long since I found the job. God, I don't understand what, hmm? Desert mindset. Cannot see. The mighty move of God. Hmm? You know, another characteristic of the uh, desert mindset is that you only trust God when you see it with your eyes. That's the only time. Exodus 14.3, it says, When the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. But at the same time, even this trust was temporary until another trial came. The desert mindset could only experience temporary victory. The, 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 the desert mindset don't know, does not know how to hold on to the victory permanently. A few verses later, you know what it says? Three days after. I'm not, I'm not... It's not three weeks. It's not three months. It's not three years. It says, three days after God delivered them from the Red Sea, they, everybody say grumbled. 
against God because they traveled in the desert without water. You saw the Red Sea part and your enemies dead. Just three days later, because you didn't have water, you complained. It's temporary. And then a few verses of two chapters later in Exodus chapter 16.3, you know what it says? A month and a half after they came out of Egypt, if, we, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. You see that desert mindset? Hmm? Cannot believe for permanent victory. It's like God heals, heals you of cancer. And then three days later, you're complaining about a headache. But the desert mindset does that. Hmm? God, also one of the other characteristics of desert experience is that in the desert, God gives you direction. If you study the scripture, in the desert, God gave them the law. In the desert, God gave them directions. Do this when this happens. Do this when this happens. God gives them direction. But when you have a desert mindset, you do not hear or listen to the godly advices. Hmm? Desert times are necessary because that's when you receive promises. That's when you receive directions from God. But the desert mindset does not allow you to receive God's directions, which is very important for you to receive in order for you to live victoriously in the promised land. You know, not here, but somewhere far, not long ago, I was preaching, and somebody came to me for counseling, and she was so depressed and disillusioned, And like, you know, God gave me pretty good, you know, revelation. And so I shared with her. You know what she said? She said, I heard that before. Okay. Yeah, my my pastor told me the same thing. But that doesn't really help me. Shouldn't this be a confirmation if your pastor said the same thing? And I thought, wait. A couple of hours ago, before this counseling session, we did an inner healing session. And I, I remember her just weeping. And, you know, I was like, well, what happened two hours ago? Well, when you led us to the throne room of God, like I, and she started to explain God, what God said. And she saw the pictures. And it was power. It was one of the most powerful time that I've ever heard from inner healing sessions. Just two hours ago. And two hours later, because of the desert mindset, she couldn't hold on to it. And even when I gave her godly directions and wisdom, I heard that before. Yeah, that doesn't help me. Oh, well. I knew it. I thought maybe somehow God would deliver me. But, yeah, I knew. Of course. Yeah. Desert mindset. Hmm? 
this desert mindset belongs to a season of wilderness. When you are in the desert, okay, I hear you. But when you are out of the desert, it doesn't belong. It does not belong. You cannot live in your promised land with a desert mindset. You know, this Sunday, I'm going to talk about destiny mindset. So you be ready, all right? So today, I'm going to tell you all the wrong things about your mindset. I'm going to tell you all the good things about your mindset on Sunday. You know, seriously, you really cannot burn for Christ with a desert mindset. Hmm? You must bring your mind into alignment to where God has you. You are already in the promised land. Hmm? You are already in the center of your destiny. You just can't see it because of the desert mindset. So I'm going to end with this. How do you detect desert mindset? You may be thinking, oh, man, I wish my best friend was here. You may be thinking, oh, my wife has to hear this. I'm going to help you detect your own desert mindset. Three things. There are desert desires, there are desert testimonies, and there are desert attitudes. And if you find yourself in any one of these, guess what? You have a desert mindset. And God wants to take it out of you. Okay? Desert desires is a survival thinking. All the, you know what they grumbled, grumbled against God? Water! Food! Back to water! Back to food! It's a survival mindset. You, your desire is survival. Hmm? Oh God, give us enough money to pay our bills this month. If, 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 if we could just have enough, I'm not asking for a million dollars, God. Just enough to pay our bills, God. You have a desert desires. We just don't have enough. We just have, we just never have enough. You know, I want to go on vacation. I want to take my children. I want to put my children into, you know, swimming classes. But we just don't have enough. We just don't have enough. You know, this poverty mindset prolongs you in that, in your poverty. Hmm? Behind this desert desires is a mistrust. It's unbelief. You cannot trust God. Okay? Don't raise your hands, but wink if you have desert desires. <laughs> All right, desert testimonies. This is where it just like punched me on my face at the retreat when Pastor Daniels talked about this. The very scripture that I read, for 40 years, your shoes and your clothes did, did not wear out, right? Those are type of desert testimonies. Oh, my God, guess what? I only had this one pair, and it lasts me for like three years. That's a desert testimony. You're not in the desert anymore. Guess what? My gas was empty, and I didn't have any money, and I drove all the way home 35 miles. Well, praise God, but you know what? That's a desert testimony. Huh? Your shoes didn't wear out. That's a desert testimony. Hmm? Guess what? You see what I'm wearing? This was on sale. 75% sale. It was on clearance. And nothing was wrong with it. Praise Jesus. He provides. Desert testimony. Hmm? <laughs> These 
kinds of testimonies, they're good, but they belong in the desert. But we're not in the desert. Even our testimonies must shift in this new dispensation. Okay, wink if you have desert testimonies. Wink. (laughs) Desert attitudes. Okay, desert attitudes. Complaining. Complaining after complaining and, and blaming. Having a temporary trust and they're freaking out again. And then, you know, experiencing the desert testimonies. And then you trust God for a little bit. But then you freak out. Hmm? Temporary faith. Temporary victory. But permanent discouragement. Permanent disillusionment. No thankfulness. Hmm? I will never get healed. I've heard that. I will never have enough. If God would, if he was going to answer me, he would have answered me a long time ago. This is too hard. My spouse will never change. He will never change. I'm stuck. Where I am, I'm stuck, pastor. There's nothing you or God can do. I'm stuck. Hmm? How can he do this to me? How can she do this to me? Nobody cares for me. I'm alone. It's his fault. It's her fault. Complaining, murmuring, no thankfulness, temporary victory, but permanent discouragement. That's a desert attitude. Okay, wink. Wink, wink, wink. Anybody? (laughs) Your eyes are like this. Just in case, like, I accidentally blink. Tonight, I believe God wants to wash away this desert mindset from us. Do you want that? You know what's funny? Today, I woke up really overwhelmed with, you know, three sermons to write with a three-year-old and then counseling sessions and, you know, I got to do this and that and this and that. I kind of got overwhelmed. I was like, man, just because my husband's not here, do I feel, like, it's not like I didn't have this much before. Why am I feeling so overwhelmed? You know? And then I did my QT, you know, my devotional, and God's like, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober. I'm like, okay, God, because if I'm not sober, I'm going to be influenced. Not alcohol, but demonic lies. And if I am not If I am influenced by demonic lies, you know what? I can't, I'm not sober, so I can't see things straight. So I believe in ridiculous things. But when you gird up the loins of your mind and you're sober, it doesn't matter how many lies enemy throws it at you. Like, you just laugh at it. Hmm? Example, when my mind is not sober because I have not girded up, you know the kind of lies that I believe? That if I get pregnant... I'm going to die because I almost died with Alethea. It's kind of ridiculous. Why would God give you a gift that's going to kill you? It's a desert mindset. Hmm? And I realized, oh, man, another desert mindset that I had to fight today. I have so much to do, but I can't get to it if Alethea is with me. So I'm like calling my mother, mother, mommy, help, help. I'm overwhelmed. Can you come and get Alethea? And then as I was, and when she came, I was so thankful. I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much, mommy. Thank you. You're the best. And I thought once 
you know, mom took a late day, I'd be like, I'm free. I get to sit down and prepare. But as soon as I turned around, my heart felt empty. Oh, I miss my baby. <laughs> and because I missed her, I couldn't concentrate. You see what desert mindset do? That's to you? And then I remember as I was worshiping, and when our worship team got to the deep cries out, to deep cries out, I started crying. That's my baby's favorite worship song. And if I just gird up the loins of my mind, she would be next to me, jumping up and down, deep cries out. And because of my desert mindset, I sent her off. I'm like, I'm sorry, God. And you warned me in the morning to gird up the loins of my mind. My poor baby. (laughs) Desert mindset could creep up. Creep up on you. Hmm? It could creep up on you. And I've been preparing all day for this message. And I was living in the desert mindset, preparing for this message, not understanding. Hello! Right? It could creep up on you. Hmm? Do not... Look at what you see. Do not say, I will believe it when I see it. That is a desert mindset. With this mindset, you won't even believe when you see it. You know, a few months ago, no, yeah, a few months ago, I visited my friend who had um, thrush. Is that thrush? When After you have a baby and like it's like some kind of disease and you can't really nurse. Okay, so it was so painful for her to nurse her child. No, it's not thrush. What is it? It is thrush? Okay, and so, like, it was so painful, and she wanted to really nurse her child. And she, but she says, I just can't believe, Sonny. I don't have even a mustard seed of faith to believe that God can heal me and that I'll be able to nurse my child. So I said, you know what? I have faith for it. Can I pray? I, when I pray, after I pray, within 24 hours, you're going to be able to nurse your child. When you see it, will you believe it? Okay. But I don't think God will. No, I'm not saying believe it right now. I'm saying I have faith. I will lay my hands on you. She's my friend, so I could, you know. And I will pray for you. And within 24 hours, if you are able to breastfeed her, will you believe? She said, okay. So I pray for her. Within 24 hours, she was breastfeeding. So I said, do you believe? You believe, right? Well, you know, I tried this new, you know, medication. What the? Before I prayed, you tried so many other medications, and it didn't work. And you promised that you would believe. If you could breastfeed your child within 24 hours after I prayed for you, and you still don't believe. Desert mindset. So if you think you could, you're going to believe when you see it. If you think you're going to believe when you find a job with, that pays you like $7,000 a month. No. It's a desert mindset. So how do we get rid of this desert mindset? Do not look to your neighbor. Look at yourself right now. <laughs> I want you to stand up right now. This is what I believe. Sons and daughters of God. Are you a son? Are you a daughter? Tonight, God is going to get rid of it. Do you believe? Don't say, well, let me see by tomorrow. No, that's still a desert mindset. 
I want you to believe that that desert mindset gets broken. The power of that mindset gets broken. That God is going to wash away that mindset from you. And then you're going to receive a destiny mindset. A promised land mindset. Where you live victoriously. You know Moses, even though he was in the middle of the desert, he did not live with the desert mindset. I'm going to talk about Moses this Sunday. I want you to lift your hands to God right now. I want you to surrender that desert mindset. In some way or other, we all have, we all lived with a desert mindset. Some of you in your finances, you've been living with the desert mindset. Some of you with your relationship with your loved ones. Some of you with your spirituality. Some of you with your healing. You lived with a desert mindset. But tonight, God wants to shift your mindset. Tonight, God is going to get rid of that desert mindset. And God is going to give you supernaturally. That's that's what it is. It's not you. It's not you. It's God. God is going to give you a new mindset. God is going to shift and align your mind to his mind. Hmm? And I'm, I'm going to pray for you. And after tonight, you're going to have to keep on shifting out of desert mindset. Because the enemy is going to come and, and, and bombard you with lies that says you still have it. You still don't have faith. I, in advance, in the name of Jesus, I come against that lie. I come against that lie in advance in Jesus' name. God will come through and God is coming through. Just like God parted the Red Sea from the back. They couldn't see it. Even now, in your situation. Situation. You may not be able to see the deliverance of God, the salvation of God, but God is already, already, He has already begun parting your Red Sea. Red Sea tonight, not tomorrow, but tonight. Come on, surrender that desert mindset to God in Jesus' name. Spirit of God, we lift our hands, we open our hearts, and we open our minds, and we say, Take it, God. We give you, God. We give you this desert mindset. God. That says I'm too small. That says I'm too insignificant. That says, why would I pray? Because God wouldn't listen to me anyway. All that lie, God. I break every power of the lie of the enemy that comes to deceive and distract your sons and daughters from fully, fully entering into the promised land that you have already taken them into. I break the power of the enemy that says that you're still bound. That is a lie. That is a lie. You are not bound. I declare it in in Jesus' name. And I break the power of the lie of the enemy that says you're still in the desert. That most of the church members are in the promised land, but I'm not there yet. I I, I break that lie in Jesus' name. I, the, the, the Israelites from the ones in the front to the back, they all entered into the promised land together. You are in the promised land. You are, you have already entered into the destiny. I don't care what you see. I don't care what you feel. You are already in the promised land. So Father, tonight, as we surrender As he recognized this desert mindset inside of us. We surrender it, God. Holy Spirit, right now as we pray. Mm, Come on, put your hand on your head right now. As we pray, right now. As we put our hands on our head. Lift, 
lift this desert mindset. Take it out of us right now. Desert mindset, go in Jesus' name. Father, shift it. Shift our mind right now. Give us the mind of Jesus Christ. Give us the mind of Jesus Christ. That believes, God. That believes before we see, God. You've given every one of us the measure of faith, God. We have enough faith to believe, God. We have enough faith, God, to walk victoriously, Lord. So, Spirit of God, tonight, once and for all, for everyone that is in this room and those that are not here, God, right now, Father, we remove every desert mindset in Jesus' name. And we receive the mind of Christ. Mind of Christ. Mind of Christ. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this revelation. We thank you, God, that after tonight, we're going to experience a new level of authority in our mind, in our hearts. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You believe that? You shift it? Did you receive a new mindset? I want you to tell it tell I want you to tell each other no more. No more desert mindset. No more desert thinking. Amen. We're victorious. You know what the scripture says? That God does not withhold anything good from us. You may feel like you lack, but you don't God, you don't lack anything because the scripture says he does not withhold anything good. You may feel like he's withholding finances. You may feel like he's withholding healing. You may feel like he's withholding something, but that is the lie of the enemy. The scripture says he does not withhold anything good. Amen? I want you to walk in that truth. See you on Sunday.